Vocalo Radio Chicago's only urban alternative, Nudia in the Afternoon, here with you. We got some special guests in the building. The Juju Exchange in here with us. Hello. Hey, what's happening, y'all? What's up, guys? We're so excited to have you here at Vocalo. And you guys are here for a very special reason. That's right. Okay, off the top, business first, okay? <laughs> business first. Uh, Play On, the fifth annual Play On is going to be happening. You can join the, the Merritt School of Music for a special concert benefit, benefiting equal access to music education at City Winery. And you guys are going to be headlining. Um, additional performances are going to be King Malik and then Merritt's very own Honors Jazz Combo is going to be playing as well. Now, doors open at 5 o'clock. Show starts at 7 p.m. You could enjoy a gorgeous night of music, bid on exciting raffles, and support the high-quality music education in Chicago, which is something that Vocalo and the Juju Exchange stand for, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you guys are going to be playing. I didn't know this. You guys are all alumni? That's right. From the school? Yeah. That is wild. Okay, because, like, I don't know. I watched, you know, like, Rent and dr Drumline. And, and, like, <laughs> I always thought, like, you just went to school to do music and you didn't do anything else at those performing art schools. Right. Like, I didn't know it's actually, like, two schools. It's, like, double time. You guys are doing, like, <laughs> two right. days. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is I, I just thought you went and danced in class, like, five, six, seven, eight, and then went home, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't know you actually had to learn stuff. So what was it like for you guys attending like a school like that, like an art school? Yeah, it was amazing for us to have this kind of time to deepen and widen our musical networks here in the city, both with teachers who are coming from all over and were exposing us to all kinds of music, but then also the students coming from all over, people coming deep and from the suburbs, mm. inner city, all kinds of cats from all hues. And in fact, that's part of the ethos behind our band the juju exchange which is all about exchanges between different kinds of peoples uh, different people from different sides of the country different musical lineages different cities different races religions and so we're so thankful to have had that kind of experience and merit forming us throughout our childhoods respectively and collectively and now you get to hear the fruit of that come november 1st that was uh, Julian Davis Reed, by the way. I forgot to I forgot to announce you guys individually. Okay, we got Nico Siegel and then uh, Nova in the studio with us. And so, how did you guys meet? Like, you got were you guys out of class, or were you guys like you know chilling at lunch, or? Well, we mostly met at Whitney Young, where we went to high school. And I say mostly because we. Our relationships definitely deepened more once we were at Merritt and in programs, you know, throughout the city making music together. But we actually met at, at Whitney Young and um, Julian and I were in the inaugural jazz combo yeah, yeah, at yeah. Whitney Young. So we basically kicked it off <laughs> and um, and then Zai was short to, to follow. Yeah, I mean, I was, Julian's my older brother, so he was bringing me around the scene, Velvet Lounge, and all these jazz venues and... Uh, brought me around Nico and Vic and, and the kids these days crew and, and being with them. Um, we all kind of formed this bond that actually was catalyzed really in uh, Nico's little sister's birthday party when I was in 
it was my first gig ever that I got paid for. I was in the seventh grade, <laughs> and Nico's mom slipped. Your me parents a paid people. Yeah, she yeah. slipped. She slipped me a little you nice uh, really sixty dollars in my yeah. pocket. We got we got yeah. the applause going for for Nico's mom. Nico's OG, so shout out. Look at that scholarship. That was a scholarship, okay? Yeah. That was scholarship to Burger King. Exactly. But that sixty dollars meant the world to me as a seventh grade. That's a lot. How seventh grade? Seventh grade. You must have walked around different. You, you're did. walking around brand exactly. new. I buttoned that top button in the <laughs> It's cold. <laughs> Listen, she's, she's for paying artists what they're worth, okay? I know that's right. Exactly. I know that's right. Exactly. All right, so what, what, like, what did, at a birthday party, what did you play? Like, we play as standards. I forget. We yeah, right. we Honestly, playing. the yeah. stuff that Merit uh, Honors Jazz Band was, is about to play on, on, the, on the verse is what we were playing. That's definitely accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so classy too. Mm-hmm. I would be like, yeah, see, this is all me. Yeah, yeah. my sister was, mom was like, like five. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, she enabled much. Yeah. Like, super it was young. good. Though. It was at the Y. Yeah. Yeah. It was. She was like, I just want to hear "Let It Go" by Elsa. Like, yeah. what, is, what is this class? This music has to listen. I wonder if that was even a movie. Right. Like, yeah. That's how long the equivalent. Right. The equivalent <laughs> yeah, of exactly. that. You know. She's like Colors of the Wind by Pocahontas. Oh, like, you know? should have played some Joe Henderson or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys, of course, met at school. You guys formed, you know, a bond, obviously. And then the Juju Exchange, who's, whose idea was that for the name? It was really a mixture of Nico. Yeah, and, well, and Zai. Yeah. I think it was kind of a combination of all of us yeah, because really what happened was Julian got married and hey. invited me to play trumpet at his wedding and you guys just give this is a family you guys it just really give each other really gifts really no, no yeah. that's yeah. it that's right each other deeply connected yeah. like this is like a, a legit yeah. agency underneath like underneath <laughs> everything this is, is an agency that's oh, that's, i feel like that's a real like chicago you yeah. know yeah. that's, that's just sure. like the chicago vibe <laughs> of just like pulling everybody up and also just when you have a family type of environment and and feel that way towards each other it it definitely comes naturally to just work together so Mm -hmm. um yeah so he invited me to play trumpet at his wedding it was really really special it was really beautiful the song we played he arranged for me and a saxophone an amazing amazing saxophonist named rajiv haleem who's been a longtime collaborator of mine and um you know that musical moment really stuck out to me and i was in the midst of creating a lot of music for myself and with with friends and um sort of just got inspired by performing that song um of julian's and basically was like hey you know we could do this we could do more of this (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it would be fun and Mm -hmm. i would like doing that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh we should (laughs) so we did Mm -hmm. and and we you know basically uh he came out to LA. I was living in LA at the time and, and we started working on some initial concepts of, of music. And then we invited Zai and a bass player out. And that's really when sort of the things started to click. Things started to congeal yeah. and, and really, yeah, come, come together musically. Congeal. And now really off, off topic, just question really quick. Julian, if Nico would have gotten too drunk and then ruined the song at your wedding, <laughs> would he would he still be your friend? Is that like For just sure. question? Just He'd question. He'd be my friend. I don't know if we would have had the conversation. Right. 
right. I don't know if we could be in business. Right. Right. No, business is different than friendship. Yes. It'll say what's up. Okay. So y'all are still family. You guys yeah, still would have been sure. family. Yeah. Um, and so I was watching earlier before you guys came in the studio earlier today. You guys did uh, this, like, you guys even did a TED, a, like a TED talk, like a TED performance. Yeah. Like a TEDx in Chicago uh, where you guys played Jubilee, I think mm-hmm. it's the clip that I saw online. Mm-hmm. How cool was that to, you know? You must have acted really brand new after that, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, Nova? Like, yeah, after no, the fly, You're like, did you see this? Yeah, nah, see? it was definitely fly. I met some good friends there, too. <laughs> um, but actually, that was my first time playing the Nova Portals, this instrument that I invented, um, in that kind of capacity for a, a TED stage. That, that, that felt like a huge honor, because I had spent a lot of time developing that months, you know, working on sensors and, um, yeah, cultivating the design and everything. To get on that prestigious stage and present this this work felt revolutionary. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask like how how long does it take to curate a performance like that? You know, I like that you use that word curate. I like that because we really do think very intentionally about every show that we play and we curate the Mm -hmm. the set set list and you know the theatrics any kind of conversation we might be having between ourselves musically or Mm -hmm. or verbally. Um, it's just intentional. So the matter of time, it varies, you know, depending on the show. But um, I will say there's intention that goes into every single detail. Yeah, because it was very well curated. If you if you watch it, you guys can watch it on up on YouTube. I think Julian, were you the one you said like some words before yeah. you guys went into it? I was gonna write it down like word for word, but then it was a, it was a lot of words, <laughs> and I was like, I was gonna let him talk about it when he gets for in, sure. you know. Nah. But you yeah. said like this, you gave like this beautiful like soliloquy right before it went into. The song, and so that's why I saw it's like, oh no, this is really like you had an experience you were giving these people. Yeah, so in that piece, I was talking about deep celebration that the audience can have, and it was asking them to meditate on that as we played because this concept of Jubilee came from this ancient practice from the people in um, Bible known as the Israelites who would have this year of Jubilee where debts would be forgiven, the land would be given back, slaves would be freed. And so it was this deep concept of freedom and celebration that came from that. And so we were taking that forward into this song. And that's really what we do, per this point about curation. That's what we do with everything. And so and this show coming up on November 1st, we'll be doing that as well as it relates primarily to the new record that just came out, Jazz RX, earlier this year. And I'm so excited to take that culture that you're talking about from the TEDx moment into this because... That whole project has been about trying to attend to people's emotions coming out of the pandemic. But ever since that, too, the good, bad and ugly of where people are and having written songs directly for them in response to what they are specifically going through from miscarriages and expecting a new child to people expecting the vaccine to come out. I mean, we got the whole gambit during the pandemic. And so it'll be a joy to share from that breadth of experiences going into the future, as well as, of course, playing jubilee which always goes up which is kind of funny that jubilee set everything up without us knowing Mm -hmm. like jubilee was a song we made about this deep celebration and and it combines a lot of different styles and i always like to bring up that it's like a juke jazz song that's always the term i use it's like footwork and jazz uh combined and i just feel like that that speaks to what we do even now but also specifically to the jazz rx project where we were basically scoring people's emotions and they would give us prompts on how they were feeling or what was ailing them and we would 
provide music for specifically for that experience. So we kind of did that. We we kind of mm-hmm. inceptioned ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> by <laughs> making Jubilee years before we ever had this concept of mm-hmm. Jazz RX to to kind of evoke that uh, that jubilation in ourselves and, and in our band and in our music. And we're going to talk a little bit more. I got the Juju Exchange in here in the studio with Vocalo. And we're going to get into uh, one of your newer songs. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about Always Here? Yeah, Always Here features our beautiful friend, Kenya, on vocals. And it's actually an outgrowth of the song called Any Beginnings that we wrote for uh, Julian I's mom um, in a transition period for her life. And so... It's just uh, a message that Kenya put together, uh, inspired by the sentiment about always being present to love, you know. And we're gonna get into it right now here on Vocalo Radio. Only Urban Alternative, Nudia in the Afternoon, here with you. And you just heard uh, Always Here by the Juju Exchange. We've got them in the studio here with us. Hello. What's going on, y'all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was listening to that song and even before it's so great to have you guys in here because I'm able to see I, I saw like with the TEDx Chicago your guys performances uh, on YouTube but I get to see like y'all wild out in person mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's one thing I definitely noticed when you guys perform live like you guys really feel the music like every single band member is like completely into it and you guys are vibing like 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 you're a rock band right (laughs) and i love to see that expression because there is this um i feel like the stereotype that you know real people that play classical instruments are maybe a little bit more uptight or maybe not as fun or maybe like you know they just play you just play the clarinet right here i think that's i think that's why when when Lizzo got the flute and started twerking with the flute, people were like, oh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. you guys could, like, mm-hmm. be cool, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, so I, I love being able to see that. Yeah. And I, I did wonder, like, obviously you, you guys love music so much. Were people hesitant when you guys had this idea for the Juju Exchange? Like, releasing music in this new type of jazz way that maybe, mm-hmm. I think you said it was hype jazz or what did you say juke no, jazz no i was talking about specifically the song jubilee oh okay I always categorize it as juke jazz but i do think you know the juju exchange in general is a project that i can really stand on and really believe in um m- more so because i believe so much in my bros and in their playing and in our in our pushing of each other in our uh stretching musically and sound design soundscaping i think you know you hit the nail on the head when you talk about classical instruments i think that's a great way of putting it we also combine new instruments that zai Mm. constructed Mm -hmm. a completely new instrument like it's an incredible incredible uh feat and and also just so much fun to perform with i think partially because of this feeling of like Oh, I'm just up there with the trumpet. You've heard it. You've heard a trumpet before. You know what Miles Davis sounds like. Like, what do you need to hear me say on the trumpet? But you've never heard <laughs> the Nova Portals, mm. and you've never heard the trumpet combining with this sonic landscape in this type of way. In the, specifically how we do it, not that electronics haven't been done, but in the specific sort of way that we're doing it. And I do think a big part of my 
uh, understanding and my sort of what I love. One thing I love about the Juju Exchange is our pushing of that narrative and mm. us mm-hmm. and us having fun listening to solos, long solos, sometimes bass solos, like mm. <laughs> moments that a lot of people might skip over, but to us really resonate with us because of you know the listening and and the types of music that we've been exposed to but also because we just like listening to each other and mm-hmm. just genuinely derive a lot of joy from, mm-hmm. from hearing each other play so i i know for for sure for you know for myself like even if we're playing a standard the way we're going to play it and the way we're going to approach it is going to be how we hear things you know in 2023 and with the experiences that we've had and mm-hmm. you know with my having toured with Chance or Frank or that sort of side of the aisle um, influencing, you know, the, the jazz side and Zai's studied, you know, jazz approach um, mm. mixing with his, uh, I, don't, I feel like I'm talking so much. No, you are good. But mixed with his I'm electronic capacity and, and understanding of sonic, mm-hmm. of, of sound design. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that really sets us apart. Similarly with Julian and all the work he's done in multiple fields and working with a lot of singers sometimes and then working with extremely the opposite, straight jazz, uh-huh. like modern going for mm-hmm. it, <laughs> tipping. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I think, you know, and then the gospel background, mm-hmm. there, there's just so many things that are naturally blending with each other that I think we we genuinely mm-hmm. feel a lot mm-hmm. of joy when, when our sounds combine, you know. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that too, mm-hmm. or extending from that is the fact that all of us are on stage thinking about this musical moment as an experience. I think what makes music fly, especially live music, is thinking about the literal notes that you're playing, the sound that is present, but then also the feelings that are evoked. That's why Jazz Rx is a thing too, because we're recognizing that the the emotions that we're scoring, that's a that's a whole experience, it's a whole movie, you know, in and of itself. Um, that informs what what musical decisions we make and how we might feel on stage. And then extending from that, as a performer, as a performance, the audience can then have so much more to glean when they see things happening beyond just the sound. And particularly because we're not featuring vocalists um, primarily as the centerpiece and we are centering instrumental music for people that are used to hearing vocals and, and music, it, it actually helps, I believe, and we believe, to bring bring people into the space and bring people into the sound mm-hmm. by communicating how you actually feel about what's happening through a smile on your face. And the best part about it is that it's not really over a thought. Earlier we were talking about curation um, and intention, but the beauty of being in the moment on stage is that I'm rarely conscious of the fact that I'm smiling. It's only until after the show that people are saying that you just you cheesing yeah like you, you, the, 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 sm- the yeah. smile never left your face i was like mm. i had no clue mm. you know but seeing nico jumping mm. up and down with his horn gives me so much gas and energy you know seeing julian doing his stevie wonder sway it's a vibe it's an experience so <laughs> it just goes beyond the music itself yeah 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 and that's this is part of the exchange between different cultures because we live in we're all children of the Spotify era and so what that's done is it's taken the physical 
crate digging that people would do where they'd have to work really hard to try to bring things together. It's made worlds a lot smaller. And so it's a lot easier to put merengue right next to box fugues. And what that's doing is it's not only bringing sounds together, it's bringing sensibilities together. Mm. And so there's a way that European classical music has this kind of almost stoic look to it when it's presented. And that allows for a certain kind of sound, which calls for a certain kind of composure and leads to a certain kind of clientele. And then merengue, just to keep with the example, is entirely differently embodied. Uh, Both are embodied, but they're embodied very differently and it comes with a different clientele and different history, different heritage. The, The fact that people are bringing those together now is allowing not only those sounds to mix, but what does it mean to have dance music that has some of the classical figures of what Bach was doing? And that's just one example. But we're always trying to thread that needle between these different lineages that come from different sensibilities, different sides of the tracks, different parts of the city, different class strata, and then make music out of that and offer something that then leads to this widespread. So if you're listening to this, you might be somebody in your 20s, you might be somebody in your 40s or 60s. And at our shows, we see that kind of range in terms of people listening and people coming because they're different hooks that they can get based on what it is we've created, how we've created, and where we're creating from. Having been influenced by the cultures I just mentioned, as well as many others, that's just going to naturally come forth in what then is heard. And I know um, someone said something about, you know, like it's being used for something more than just like instrumental music. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because when I came to Vocalo for like my first day on air, you know, a Juju song played. And I was like... It's, something weird happens to your brain because I was waiting. I was waiting for the sun, the singer to come in on the one somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what one? Like how eighteen? We're eighteen bars in. Like when is the? Like how long is this intro? And then <laughs> little you did know, you know, right? Of course, <laughs> it's all the intro. I'm not. I'm not from Chicago, so You're it's like I'm from waiting. the West Coast. So. She's still waiting on the singer. <laughs> I'm still waiting. On, I'm still waiting on the one. I'm still waiting for the one. <laughs> come to our show and you'll hear the one. So. <laughs> So, like, that was, I remember for the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, and then, like, digging deeper and, like, learning the music of Vocalo. Like, I had to mm-hmm. learn, you know, artists like you guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a unique concept and that we're not really, like, seeing right, right now. So, for you guys, was it ever a question of, again, bringing in, bringing in someone else to sing? Or did you really just want to keep it? you know, the richness of, of you three. Sometimes we have had singers. So Kenya sings, Jamila Woods is on yeah. our first record singing. You guys have a Tank Tank in the Bangers. Tank in the Bangers feature yeah. on our second project, the Eternal Boombox yeah. EP, which out of which then comes Jazz RX. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have singers. And just like in the straight ahead jazz world, you sometimes have singers. Although it's interesting, Nudia, it's really interesting that a lot of times jazz singing, jazz vocals is its own world. You know, those cats, like if a singer is really foregrounded, that's a whole other setup. The Seraphons and Billie Holidays, there aren't tons of records where they're playing with the Dizzy Gillespie's and the Miles Davis's. The worlds are somewhat separated and you may get one feature every now and again Mm -hmm. in the instrumental world, but it's oftentimes separated. And so I think that's also because we inherit that lineage from the 40s onwards, especially 
that is some of what we're always contending with. Now, the joy is figuring out when is it appropriate to have vocals because that can help thread the needle between these different worlds. So sometimes what we've made in the studio, we're like, this really warrants a rapper or this warrants a poet or this warrants a singer because of what's happening in the moment. Other times you may think this could go that way, but actually we just, if we have a really strong top line from Nico's horn, that'll do it. Perfect example. Still one of my favorite moments to this day is from our first record exchange EP back, back in 2017. And I remember distinctly Nico was recording the top line for the first song on the record morning of, and he went in this concrete cement slab room to get all this echo and I remember I just sat in there and listened and he played and it was just such a strong line now could somebody have sung that sung that I don't know the past participle yeah sure but the fact was that it was dope to have him being the one saying that him being the Luther Vandross of that moment and that has stood out as one of those moments for me that really captures what we do. The last thing I'll say on this front is I worked shortly thereafter, after that was recorded, I worked as a prison chaplain down in Atlanta. And I worked with these black boys and it was horrific. It was amazing and it was horrific. And I remember one day in particular, and I texted him about this, I came home after a really hard session with the boys trying to help them see hope. And I just listened to Morning Of. And 221 is when those vocals, the horn comes in. And that moment was so important for me in the midst of such an arduous time. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, speaks to how vocals sit, but then also just how we think about melody in general. Yeah, and something we talk about often on JazzRx is how instruments and, you know, music instrumental music is able to get at the core of an emotion better than any words could. Mm -hmm, And, you mm -hmm. know, as somebody who's worked in lots of different types of music and I write my own songs, like I care a lot about words and it's not that I don't think there are words sometimes, but I really genuinely think music does a better job. Like it just is un it's like not even a close in my mind of, of getting to an emotion of getting somebody to really feel where you're coming from. You can, you can tell them as much as you want till you're blue in the face. But mm-hmm. if the music is communicating that emotion, that's always going to be like the real kernel of it. You know, the real like source of that power. Mm. I love getting to hear you guys explain it this way. Mm. It is really cool to have these questions and then you guys answer it so beautifully. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you. And so, Thank you for the questions. of course, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And so, Jazz RX, you know, the project, how long did it take for you guys to put this together? It's about a two year process. Um, we started in the pandemic and we were just on, we have a Patreon. That's where people submit their prompts to us, um, describing whatever emotional or scenario event they want us to score. And that was a rolling submission. Uh, series on our Patreon for months. We were doing that, and you know, because there was so much intention going into it, we did, and we had to be really careful because when you're inviting people to offer their genuine, vulnerable experiences, mm. 
and you're offering to score it. It's like you don't want to be careful, careless with that. And the revisions that happen there, um, for me personally in producing on these tracks, there was always a point, a threshold that I had to get to where I felt a sense of truth in capturing whatever the kernel of, of uh, inspiration that the listener offered. And until I got to that point, I couldn't accept anything less, you know? And so that, that process was ever evolving, but you know, there came a point where we were just like, all right, let's finish this and put it out as, as a, as a record. Um, but it was a really deep time, especially because it, it, a lot of it was happening during the pandemic when there was a lot of strife, you know, um, even just for us personally, as, as it was for everybody, uh, we were all just in the crib, just feeling all this stuff. And so we're processing our own emotions. We're taking care of other people, you know? And so it was just like this really beautiful, organic way of constructing a sculpture to hold all this grief, pain, love, joy, patience, you know, pondering everything. And that what happened about, uh, throughout the course of two years, I would say. And then when did you guys decide to name it Jazz RX? Is it because you were like, like your music was their prescription or like what? <laughs> that was actually at the onset. Yeah. Was that what it was? That was yeah. yeah. That, that was the concept yeah. before we made anything. Really. Exactly. Yeah. We were messing with that concept of mm-hmm. scoring emotions. And can you share with us maybe like one of the, the stories that sticks out to you that you guys got to like produce into a track if you remember oh there are tons so yeah. just in keeping with keeping with the prison theme that i was talking about earlier one of the first jazz rx's actually the first one we released is called fecundity and it's one of my favorites on the record and we released it in response to macy stewart a brilliant incredible chicago musician who we've worked with many a time over also the years went to Mary, also yeah. went to merit yeah and so we worked with Macy. Macy was doing the work, work, helping returning citizens from Cook County Jail come back into Chicago. And she was sourcing music from local Chicago musicians to welcome them back. And we were thinking about what it meant for these persons to come back and have imagination, have new life, have visions abounding. And so we came up with this term fecundity and called it that and just the whole song has this kind of bounce to it and he's just got this this real driving pulse you know kind of like um the trains you know a lot of the soul music and all that and even jazz the syncopation came from how those trains and so the like that train motion of keeping going that's how Zai's ride feels and just the bounce of my left hand quoting some McCoy Tyner and so we made all that in response to the of their lives if they're coming back in how are they going to move with hope and imagination into what Chicago has for them so that's that's the first Jazz RX we released it's called Fecundity and it's on this record and it's actually interesting that the melody is a little more stagnant than what you're describing happening in the rhythm section. It's very like um, meditative, maybe, mm-hmm. or um, I'm not sure if that's the perfect word to describe it, but something about it um, 
is very emotive to me is very like uh trying to it's almost like repeating yourself like having to repeat yourself over and over that's what i feel when i'm mm. playing the melody it's like no you're not you're not hearing me like what 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 no 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 it's like and it just feels like somebody trying to get something off their chest or mm-hmm. say something that like people aren't hearing, and that was that's an emotion that comes to mind when I when I was thinking about mm-hmm. the project and about mm-hmm. what someone would be feeling as they're coming out. Yeah, and then to that end too, that you just talking about the melody makes me think about. So I'm actually singing that melody, which is crazy to me still because mm-hmm. I don't really consider myself a singer, but yeah, I am now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I was just sending them ideas in the group chat about, you know, um, melodies over this and ended up recording on a track. And as I was singing it, I remember just this feeling of yearning mm-hmm. really coming through yes. in that. And um, and then at, at the last part of that song, there's this big explosive mm-hmm. kind of drum solo production moment. And, man, I just remember being, I remember sweating in the studio just... Mm-hmm. Even when it wasn't recording, just getting into the into the spirit, it just felt like I don't know. It just felt like the swarm of uh, you can call it angels. It, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just an energy that was in it. It felt like a typhoon, and I was just mm. belting that melody, man. Yes. I was just belting that stuff, and I was meditating on freedom. I was meditating on these cats coming out of prison, mm-hmm. getting to see their families, you know, but also grieving the, all the all that was lost in prison, like all that time that they weren't outside touching grass. You know, and I just was feeling all that. And then mm-hmm. it was really cool, specifically Julian talking about the ride symbol earlier, made me think about this, um, again, intention that I had to capture that sense of rigidity um, that can come from this notion of prison, prison bars, and how tight I put those, that ride pattern, like ding, 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 ding. That's the way it was at the beginning. And then if you listen, you hear that it, it loosens up over time and it starts to get a little ching, mm-hmm. ching, 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 You feel me? Uh-huh. And so it like really brings, and then on, a, on the cover art that we did with Myron Laban, the, there are prison bars on the left and then there's this flow of water that's breaking through the prison bars and that album cover mm-hmm. um, stemmed from this sensibility of, of freedom, of flow, of, you know, breaking out and, you know, taking yeah. that rigidity and, and breaking it apart. I really feel that playing that melody every time, like exactly what you're describing, just like the breakthrough, the final like push and the melody in the second half is really different from the first half. And mm. it feels like this first half, like you're describing this yearning or this like questioning and this like, you know, anxiety of, are you listening? Are you hearing mm. me? And then the final part is like, you're hearing yeah. me now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so intense. So intense. Yeah, for sure. We have the juju exchange here on Vocalo Radio in yeah, the studio. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but this makes me wish I knew how to play an instrument, you know? Never too late. <laughs> right? Uh, I'll pick up those fifth grade. Yeah. I kept breaking my clarinet read. Oh. That's a funny thing. And then my parents stopped wanting to pay for it. So. Oh, it's never so, too late. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Mary. You can play your voice. Yeah. Play your voice. Your voice up. is an instrument. Yes. You got adult lessons. And so... <laughs> <laughs> During this this performance that you guys are gonna have, uh, November first, this is that's a Wednesday over at the City Winery in Chicago, um, for Play On the the fifth annual Play On for you know Merritt School of Music. Are you guys gonna do a bunch of like new stuff or old stuff? Or are you mix? How are you guys curating that? That was a mixture. 
And we, we also just came out with a Jazz RX too. Yeah. So you never know what'll be in the mix. Yeah. So have you guys played too many of those tracks live yet? Or Oh, this yeah. new one just came out on my birthday last <laughs> week. Yeah. So there's another Jazz RX. So yeah, there's uh Jazz RX to have. There's stuff from the back in the days, the catalogs. You never know at a Juju show. I love that. And and again, um, if you don't know, doors open at five, show starts at seven. Again, it's Wednesday, November first over at City Winery. Tickets are available now and not only are you guys going to be there but also uh king malik is going to be there and mayor's very own honors jazz combo which you guys were a part of yeah. nico you were saying and you guys are all alumni Proud of it. alumna right from from Merit, which is really really cool so i mean talk about full circle moments for you guys right that's right yeah i love this again uh tickets are on sale Merit school what, what's the website? Meritmusic.org. You know, we can actually hear it. Meritmusic.org is where you could buy tickets. Again, a gorgeous night of music. You could bid on raffles, support the music education here in Chicago. So we'll go ahead. We'll we'll let you guys go. Really quick, Nigo. When are we getting this Chance album? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nigo, when are we getting this Chance album? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know... <laughs> I know you guys are all professionals. So really quick, if you guys could give me a drop before we, uh, we're going to end on one of your joints we have in the system, A Day in the Life. If you guys could give me, uh, you're listening to the Juju Exchange on Vocalo Radio. For sure. You guys got it? All right. You're listening to the Juju Exchange on Vocalo Radio.